Sound of Hockey episode 185. We're calling this one the Jamie Langenbrunner episode. Why are we calling it that, John? He had 185 power play points. How about that? He had quite the career, yes, Uh in the career. Did he play 185 seasons? Uh, Close. (laughs) Uh, More like 17. Oh, Ah, still quite a few. A lot with Dallas Mm -hmm. and a lot with New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Can you guys tell me uh, what arena he grew up playing in based on a friend of the pod who also grew up playing in that arena. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I asked that. Something in Minnesota. Don't think I asked that in a it's very good way. got to be Carson Kuhlman. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, forget what. Trying to think of the really name. Really cold yeah. arena yeah. in Minnesota. Cloquet. Cloquet, Cloquet is the right. name of the town. Yeah. 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 Uh, and actually, I think I called it the house that Jamie Langenbrunner That's right. Built. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. So, so, if I'm not mistaken. Also, mm-hmm. on that note, I did watch Hockey Land, the Sif movie. Oh, yeah? That was a documentary about essentially... Uh, high school hockey in Minnesota, and it was Hermantown, mm-hmm. also known as Hairtown. Right? Her- Hermantown, yeah. Hermantown. That's what they call it on the, uh, what is it, yeah. the, the Flochella, the hockey, all hockey yeah, hair team. That's uh-huh. right. And then uh, uh, a, t- a team in Eveleth. So yeah. very good. Uh, I think SIF is over, so you can no longer watch it. But so, oh, you can't watch it online anymore? No, but I mean, probably it'll eventually it, but... get out there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, hey, this is Sound of Hockey. I'm Darren Brown at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter, joined as always by Andy Eide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? I'm at Andy Eide on the Twitter. And John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, everybody. I'm NHL2Seattle on the Twitter. And we are coming to you from Seattle, Bar Down Studios to be specific. Uh, and we are happy to be here with you. Uh, John, you're a little under the weather this yeah. week. Is it the vid? Uh, it's not. Okay. It's not. That's good because we're, we're all in a I've room with you. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> no math. But haven't you guys all had it? So you're like I have. I, I think not. Andy has. Yeah. I am not. You were no. shut down for a while though. Not for oh, was that that was because the uh, potential the car. That's right. Yeah. Well, my car. Well, yeah. Yeah. His kale, my car. My kale, my car. <laughs> Thank you, they, John. They killed my car. <laughs> Just threw a bunch of kale. <laughs> oh man, I got kaled again. Ah, uh, or they. <laughs> Oh, man, what'd they do? Uh, they kaled my car yeah. again. I actually, I burritoed somebody's car once in high ah. school. I had half a Chipotle burrito left, and I wasn't going to eat it. I was full, and I just he came pulling it, and I just whipped it. Was it Oreo? Loaded. It was my friend, but after that, not so much. He was. I Oreoed somebody's car once. Oh, I took that part go? in that. Oreoed? You, you break them in half, and they stick to the windshield. Okay. Well, you just too much. cover their windshield with it. That sounds like a lot of cleanup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't me alone. I had accomplices. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, wow, what a start here. Hey, yeah. we have a new five-star review to share with you. All right. Cool. This comes from Bending Branson. Uh, Bending Branson, thank you so much for this. It hmm. says, long-time listener, first-time reviewer. Why haven't I done this yet? You know? Good question. We, Good question. Listen, we've been asking that yeah. same question now for four years. Yep. Why hasn't Bending Branson That's reviewed right. us yet? That's right. one thing missing. We did it. Yes. We can shut this thing down. That's it. <laughs> We're done. The final episode. <laughs> That's it. Uh, it says, I've been listening since episode one and just haven't gotten around Holy to reviewing it. You guys know, uh, oh, the guys know their hockey and they keep it fun and entertaining almost four years in. And I'm still excited every time a new episode drops. Their passion comes through and I can't wait until they get to do crack and playoff series previews in the future. <laughs> That'll uh, be hopefully in year five. Yes. <laughs> no, sooner than that. <laughs> no, year five of the pod. He's oh. in year four. Ah, oh, yeah, good yeah, point, yeah. good point. P.S. Don't know if John remembers, but I'm the guy who made the drive to San Jose in one shot, had to start at 3 a.m. to watch the Leafs and Sharks four years wow. ago. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Okay. I that do was, remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're Branson. following along on Twitter, I believe. Wow, okay. that's cool. 
Very good. Awesome. Well, thank you for the five-star review there, Bending Branson. That's great. Hey, if you haven't left your five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please leave it, and we'll read it on the next show, just like we just did for Bending Branson. Thank you so, so much for that. Bending Branson episode. That's right. Uh, (laughs) The Jamie Langan Branson episode. Branson and Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) Woo! Uh, some Kraken games to talk about. So the Kraken played the Colorado Avalanche at home, which was really fun because that was one of those games. Now, I got to tell you, when I was walking into the rink, I felt pretty good about it for some reason. They had played – this was their three-game win streak, right? Mm-hmm. The third game was beating the Colorado Avalanche. And it was one of those where I was like, you know what? They're they're probably going to lose tonight, but I wouldn't be shocked if they beat them because they had played two good games in a row before that. And it just felt like another one of those nights, you know, when we, when they beat the Florida Panthers at home, right? I thought about that, like walking in that night, I was like, I feel like they might beat Florida tonight for some reason. And I had that feeling going in against Colorado too. Um, obviously, Colorado is a much, much better team, but on this particular night, Seattle came out flying, Colorado did not. Uh, Cole Lynn scored in like the first two minutes of the game off of a really cool set play by Will Borgen where he just iced the puck recognizing yep. that Lind was probably going to win it um, and that just set the tone for the whole game they scored three goals in that first period uh, Kale McCarr and Arturi Lekkanen scored uh, kind of as the game went on to bring them back within one but the Kraken did pull it out. Philip Grubar played great. He had a big fist pump about, uh, you know, he was beating his old team. That was pretty cool. So when they were up 3-0, I was still terrified. Yeah, because right? you know that team yeah. can turn and it around like, and they're score. So good. And, man, watching McKinnon play, mm-hmm. isn't that that's got to be McCarr so much too. fun. I know. I mean, yeah. all of them, like a lot of guys <laughs> on that team. But McKinnon just looked like possessed sometimes. He's so, he, yeah. he's on a different level. It yeah, really, totally. it's, it's very McDavid-like in the way that he gets the puck and just all of a sudden he's going so much faster than everybody else, yeah. right? It's like, it's wild. And that was the first time I've ever gotten to see him play in person because I've never seen that before. And then the first time that Colorado came this year, he was injured. So oh, right. I yeah. had never seen him play in person. And it was very interesting to see him. I mean, I've I've never seen it. And like I said, it is just a different speed compared to everybody else out there. So it's I was nervous cool. when Lekkonen scored because it was early in the third period that mm-hmm. he got them to within was, one, and I thought, I was still oh nervous boy, in the first. Yeah. There's yeah. way too much time here. left in this game, and they've got too much good, too yeah. many good players that this is going to stay this Speak, way. Real quick, uh, you, you mentioned Borgen. I'm really liking the way he's playing. Yeah, he's picked it up a lot. I, I think, you know, he's not like a standout, but he's he's steady, and, and I like his uh, aggressiveness. I, I'm liking that. But I love that icing pass to Lind. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was creative. I liked it a lot. Uh, that night was also Von Rohde night, of course, so you guys got plenty of Von Rohde coverage from us <laughs> yeah. last week. Yeah. But uh, we thought we'd close the loop on that. Uh, it was pretty cool. They did a little like presentation for him where they kind of did a video. He waved and stuff, but he was trying so hard to avoid yes. any kind of congratulations, which yeah. is funny. You could yeah. tell he was pretty yeah, choked yeah, up. Totally. Like he yeah. said also he a little uncomfortable be. with that attention, I thought, Definitely. too. Yeah, I yeah. think I think he was not expecting that. Right. That yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, and then the Kraken all hung around and shook his hand after the game, which I thought was, uh, I mean, expected, but also really cool. And they, they after the game, I don't know if you guys uh, you guys may have, I, I mean, I didn't see this, but I knew it was it was happening, mm-hmm. that uh, they brought his family down to take pictures. And he didn't know that was that was a surprise to him. The That's Kraken cool. didn't tell him they were doing that, but they had told the ice guys to hold off on running out to clean the ice. So after the Kraken did their thing, they brought his family down to take pictures on the ice. On oh, that's the cool. So. I saw him get off the ice. So clearly, oh, yeah. yeah, I stayed until he, like, he literally yeah. waved off the ice, mm-hmm. like, kind of like doing a final goodbye. And mm-hmm. uh, so he must have come back on after that. Uh, by the way, we didn't mention this after we recorded the interview with him last week when we did, like, kind of the wrap up. But his line, John, about 
you were not one of our success <laughs> oh stories. I think that was the hardest a guest has ever made me laugh on an interview. That was it pretty was, good. I had I just did not see that coming, and he just hit you right between the eyes. Of oh that. It was so funny. That was I should have I should have told him I needed a refund. Then. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. where's the guarantee there? Yeah. Right. I yeah, need my seven ninety nine sure. back or whatever. That's right. Whatever he charges. Anyway, that was a super fun night. Uh, the Kraken then went on the road for back to backs in mm. Minnesota and Dallas. Did not go so well. Uh, they had they jumped out to two goal leads both nights. But Minnesota, I mean, they came back and just crushed them in the second period. What, they have five goals in the second five period? Five unanswered, six unanswered overall, but one was at the end of the first. Uh, so that was an ugly one. They played better. I mean, on the whole, they played better the following night in Dallas, but it was a very similar story. They jumped out to a two-goal lead, uh, and then Dallas came back. I think they had three goals in the second period yep. uh, to uh, to win that one. So uh, un- unfortunate, you know, but as I've said many times, we can't, can't win every game. This is important that we not win every game. In and fact, they're organic losses. That's right. So they're you know they're playing hard and um, and the Kraken did battle back a little bit too in in the especially in the Minnesota game. Right, they came back and scored in the third period. So and uh, Dallas the third and Dallas that's in the third right. period they heavily outshot Dallas, but uh-huh. just couldn't get it. Yeah, I like the effort in Dallas. Yeah. It was like fifteen it, to four more, shots yeah. in the third period. They, yeah. they kind of turned it on. And we're recording on Tuesday night, fresh off of another loss in Vancouver. Uh, this one was a little bit of a different game. They started out really slow. Uh, they gave up three goals in the first period. Joey Decord was making his first NHL start in months and months, uh, which was fun to see. But he had kind of a tough first period. You have a cup. I think there are probably two goals there that he would have wanted back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one deep in the third that he made a kick save, but the puck popped straight up in the air. Like then kind of his back or something. Yeah, <laughs> hit his in. skate and like went in. So um, I don't think it was his best game. I mean, he made a lot of big saves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bet as he goes back and looks at it, he'll he's probably a couple that he would have preferred to stop no question um but tonight they did they battled back i liked the way that they played in the second period and on uh well especially the second period they had the only two goals sick sick goal by jordan eberly (laughs) on a power play where it went eberly mccann beneers and then back to eberly and it was all in like a pretty confined space like there wasn't a ton of room for anybody and they all made nice little tic-tac-toe passes to each other then eberly had a just an easy tap in and then uh, Riley Shane set up Morgan Geeky with a pretty great goal too. It'd be a, great a long shot. time since we'd seen Gork, uh, yeah. Geeky score a goal. Geeky like found a little tiny opening in yeah. <laughs> top corner over the over the shoulder. So uh, so they lose, but you know it is what it is. We uh, as I've said organic very loss. recently, <laughs> maybe in the last thirty seconds here. We need those organic losses, and we got it tonight. So uh, that's that. Those are the games of late. The other kind of piece of Kraken news from the last week, Riker Evans signed his entry-level contract, and he now joins the Charlotte Checkers. What can you tell us about that, Andy? Yeah, he's on a uh, what they call an amateur tryout there, and uh, he is eligible to play in the Calder Cup playoffs if mm-hmm. they so wish. They, they, there's no guarantee that he's going to play, but they wanted to at least get him down there so he could, uh, you know, just experience a little bit of the pro hockey lifestyle, practice with the team. Uh, we'll see if he gets in the game or not. It, it's up in the air, and you know, there's a lot of players down there because it's, it's a split uh, affiliate, so they can't really dictate a lot of that. But uh, you know, Joey Decord will join him now again, so he'll get to play with Joey Decord down there, and uh, so we'll have to watch and see. You know, I think that really we'll see Riker Evans next is in training camp uh, in the summer and see we'll see how good he looks there. Yep. Uh, and I do wonder what they're going to do with some of these other players. They just called up Dennis Chalowski, who is here in Seattle. Well, I guess Vancouver, but Seattle <laughs> tomorrow. But that's because Vince Dunn has a little bit of an injury, and I think that's like kind of the best fit. But you got to imagine they're going to want Chalowski back in the AHL for the playoffs. Same with Cole Lind, although I know Cole Lind is also dealing with a little bit of an injury right now. 
And Decord's going to go back. So Charlotte yeah. finished first in their division, and, and the AHL playoffs are kind of weird. They earned a bye. Yeah, through the first so, round. Yeah, so the yeah. first round. So they don't start yet. So they've called some of these guys up because they had some time. Yep. Uh, so good chance for you know these guys to get a little bit of NHL yep. time. One thing I didn't really realize about Chalowski, by the way, who I thought looked pretty good in Vancouver, is he actually has over 100 games of NHL experience. That yep. never clicked in my head that he's played that much, and that obviously comes from early in his career. Former first-round pick. So if you haven't been tracking uh, Chalowski, he was actually an expansion draft pick by the Kraken. From Detroit. From Detroit. Kraken intended to put him on waivers with the intent of putting him in the HL. He was then claimed off waivers. By so, Washington. By that's Washington. Right. Played right. against the Kraken for Washington. That's right. Which that's was right. funny. Yeah. And then Washington would then put him on waivers and the Kraken would then claim him. And so, put him in the AHL. Because once you've once you've waived him once, you don't have to you can that's then put right. him right in the AHL. So that was a yeah, crazy journey for him. And and I think it's you know, the Kraken ultimately got exactly what they wanted, which was to put him in the AHL. And he played very, well. Yeah, and he played really well in a weird roundabout way, right? But mm-hmm. uh, what an interesting journey he's had this season. Uh, but yeah, Dennis Chalowski, there you go. Uh, okay, we wanted to also do a quick WHL update with our WHL correspondent, Andy Eyde. Andy, what's the latest? It's been a while since we've had our yeah. WHL correspondent. Yeah, I'm like wondering if he's still our <laughs> WHL correspondent. Uh, I've been to six games. I did two on three on TV. So, you <laughs> it's know. a lot more than I've been to. I've yeah. been to, I think, one or two this season. Um, I'm ashamed to say. Well, the playoffs have started. Mm-hmm. And they're in the first round, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the U.S. division teams, four of them made the playoffs. Uh, th- the top three of them are all very good, and I don't know if you could handicap it right now and say which one's got a chance. They all three could, uh, but but uh, Everett, uh, they got upset in the first game against Vancouver, but they've they've come back and tied it, and they played game two on uh, game Wednesday three. or game three, excuse me, on Wednesday. Uh, Seattle or I'll start with Portland. Portland was the second seed out of there, and they uh, tonight won, so they have a three nothing lead on the Prince. George Cougars, which is not surprising at all. Okay. Um, if I, if I'm Portland, I want to get the sweep because I don't want to make another 14 hour bus ride. <laughs> <laughs> so oh uh, they're going to be going all guns for the sweep tomorrow yeah. or the next night. And the Seattle Thunderbirds, they have been destroying the Kelowna Rockets, which is a little bit surprising because that was the four five matchup, and, and I thought maybe tighter, that'll be yeah. a yeah. that'll be a series. But Seattle like blew them out six nothing the first game, beat them seven two I think the next game, and tonight had four goals in the in the third period and beat them five one. Highlighted by Kevin Korchinski, their highly rated defenseman who yeah. who will be a 2020 draft pick and is kind of rocketing up, the, no pun intended because they're playing the Rockets, but kind of uh-huh. rocketing up the draft uh, boards now. And I read one article that says he's he may become the first defenseman that, to go in the draft. It was always that Nemec. Where, did, where does that put him in the overall? Like he would be in the top 10. Some people are saying now he's moving up to top 10. Wow. Yeah. Uh, um, pretty cool. He's WHL Player of the Week. That's right. And he's got like three goals and about five or six assists so far in the three games. That sounds pretty good. Uh, hey, there's plenty of playoff hockey to watch here That's in the right. Seattle area. That's right. you, just if you know, you thought there wasn't any because you the Kraken and missed the Did you the mention Spokane? Oh, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Spokane has been getting it handed to them by the Camus Blazers. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew that was. They're going down on. three nothing, and, and they had an unfortunate because of some arena complications. They they did a three a three. Uh, 3-3-1 format in that. So the first three games were in Kamloops, which Spokane lost all. So they may only get one home playoff game. Ooh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. And hey, good call back there, John. Yes, glad, thank you. Glad we really snuck that in about uh, Spokane. Spokane. So. We don't, we're in very inclusive. Yes, that's they love, right. They yeah. love us over there. And they, that's very like John true. John from Spokane, I see him all the time. Yep. He comes and, to games. And we wanted to just make sure that we called out that their team was getting smoked. So yeah. we did. Well, that, Aaron once walked across the rink 
up we've, above. Yeah, it. we've all been to Spokane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so that's our WHL update from our WHL correspondent Andy Eyed. Thank you. I feel like we need a sound effect there, but I don't need. But a sound effect. Uh, it's like a news reporter. Some do do Like just come across the bulletin. I feel like it should be something from Andy though. Like oh, the WHL. I don't know. He doesn't seem to be much in the. You're the sound effects guy. I'll I'll workshop it. So. Uh, NHL news. Uh, so Guy Lafleur. Well, this is a weird transition now after going, <laughs> yeah. you know, silly yeah. clown guy to now talking about in memoriam. Uh, after Bossy died last week, uh, now Guy Lafleur, another legendary player, passed away this week. Uh, we wanted to share the comments that Daryl Sutter made uh, about the first time that those two players played each other. I can remember actually some of the first games I played against Guy. Uh, I remember opening night in Montreal for him. And our line had to check his line, so I was the left winger and he was the right winger. So that was a big thing, just opening night. But but we beat Montreal 8-7, and I had four assists, and I held Lafleur to three goals. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty good. I thought that was a pretty great story. He was really proud of himself for yeah, holding him to, holding him to three goals. Just a hat trick, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I, again, this is another player that, like, I know he's such a legend. He's before my time, so I never really got to see him play. But the highlights that I've always seen of Guy Lafleur, it's pretty cool that, like, he's out there in, like, pretty old-timey-looking hockey, you know? <laughs> but he looks like such a modern player. Like, the way that he skates and moves around, He's he seems like he's just on, like, a different sheet of ice from everybody else, the way that he skates and plays. When I first started getting to hockey, he had come out of retirement. He retired mm-hmm. for three years from Montreal, and the Rangers signed him. Mm-hmm. And he played a season more with the Rangers and then two more with Quebec. So I saw him play on TV, but it was it was not the game before right? that, yeah. that, you know, he still was productive. He had, like, 10 or 13 goals, which, considering he had been retired for three years, isn't <laughs> yeah. bad yeah. Um, that he scored double-digit goals. But, uh, yeah, so I remember him, and I remember everyone talking about him and showing highlights of them chaining Guy in the Montreal Forum. But uh, mm-hmm. I never actually saw him in his heyday either. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, RIP to Guy Lafleur. I know he's uh, very much well-loved and well-respected throughout the hockey world. So uh, big loss there. Uh, as long as we are in the NHL realm, we wanted to give a Western Conference playoff update. So we talked a bit about the Eastern Conference last week uh, and that all of the eight teams were locked in. Uh, since then, all of the eight teams have now surpassed 100 points, which is bonkers. Man. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I think I saw that it's never happened before. Can't so, wait for the playoffs there. Yeah, it's going to be a, a pretty fun one. I mean, the, literally even Boston and Washington are over 100 points and they're the last two teams in. So that's pretty pretty crazy. Uh, but John, I think you were uh, prepared to give us a little bit of an update on what's been happening in the Western Conference. Well, in the West, uh, it's really looking like Vegas is not going to make it. Yeah. Right? They, God, you just hate to see that. I mean, yeah. theoretically, their chances are still alive, but they have to win out and... Uh, Dallas needs to lose out. Uh, so Nashville clinched or punched their ticket, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, tonight. Uh, so Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And it's looking like, so we LA's do know in. about uh, St. Louis and Minnesota being locked in, in their position. As a matchup. Yeah. And LA kind of punched their ticket as well. And they're going to be facing off against Oilers. Okay. The other matchups are still up in the air, but um, one thing to keep an eye on, it could be Calgary uh, Nashville, and they played quite the game tonight. Very physical. Yeah, very <laughs> physical. It's going to be exciting. The 
The red on yellow is going to be kind of interesting in itself. Sounds uh, a tough one for Andy. Is that a tough one for you, Andy? Well, they, red they, they don't wear it's they more were, red and yeah, green that I would green. have trouble okay. with. Like, yeah. All right. Red and green is the most uh, the most common color. And that's because you just don't like those colors? Yeah. Like when Toronto right. wore those green throwbacks <laughs> a couple weeks ago and they played Carolina uh-huh. wearing their all reds. Thankfully, the, the, the Maple Leafs had some white, so I could tell. Otherwise, like. There were times where it was a little bit hard for me to tell which team was which, but yeah. it's something like eighteen percent of males, adult males, suffer from uh, red green color blindness. There oh. was an NFL game once where the Jets played the. the, the it Bills. was a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. I could not tell like, them apart at all. Anyway, that was like so that's this is, the. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> but uh, they won't be wearing those colors no. because one is Nashville, one is yellow. Yes, I'll be able to tell them apart. But uh, it could be Dallas, Calgary as well. Which would be uh, red, be green, tougher, yeah. but they will be wearing whites, yeah. of course. Yeah. So, either way, it's looking pretty awesome. Uh, I think I think the the matchups are shaping up pretty nicely. I think the East looks really good. Well, uh, any matchup you do in the East, right, is going to be, be great. Cool. Right? I mean, yeah. all the teams are good. I'm like, and yeah, there's a couple that I really want to to happen. I know some things are still shifting around in the East, but like but anybody, like even Toronto, good, Toronto, man. Tampa Bay it's in the first awesome. round. Yeah, but I even, want that so bad. Even Rangers Capitals, yes. like feels yeah. really cool because yes, of does. the throwbackness yep. of the of the the franchises. Uh, one thing about that Calgary Nashville game tonight and how physical it was. There's nothing better than two teams that seem like they're headed for the playoffs playing late in the season. Yeah, yeah. they're always intense. There's a lot of messaging being sent, and uh, there's it's a not lot surprising. of that going on there's right now. There's been a lot this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, the playoffs are going to be awesome. I think the the whole. I mean, we should probably mention a little bit about this whole Vegas thing too. And we're not going to dance in their grave. Well, maybe Andy will. Well, their grave hasn't been dug yet. It's it's been dug. It just hasn't been. They haven't filled in yet. Laid down <laughs> yeah, in it. Right? Exactly. They're out. It's They're close pretty, though. Pretty much yeah. out. Close. Yeah. I so, will. I will. I, uh, I'll enjoy. A, I'll a buy you guys soda. a hot dish. Okay. <laughs> if they make it. Yeah. Sure. If they make it. But yeah. So they lost in a shootout tonight to the Dallas uh, Stars, which really pretty much pretty much put them in there. Well, the killer was the loss to the Sharks on Sunday in the right. shootout. Oh, Which, yeah. Where they had a 4-2 lead with three minutes left and blew it. Gave up the tying goal to Timo Meyer with 0.9 seconds on the clock and then lost in the shootout. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, there's this whole thing going on with Robin Leonard where he was supposed to get surgery, according Apparently. to Jesse Granger and Emily Kaplan. And then the team, Pete DeBoer, they were all like, no, no, there's, I haven't heard anything about that. He's going to be fine. Uh, he's going to back up tonight for Logan Thompson. And then all of a sudden, after that game, now he's getting his surgery and his season's over, which yeah. is really bizarre to me. Well, what DeBoer was asked about the reports, and he said, I haven't heard about it. We expect him at practice tomorrow, and he'll suit up Sunday. Wasn't mm-hmm. at practice the next day. Mm-hmm. He was getting more maintenance, was, was the report. And then was the backup, which is really weird. Like, did they make? I mean, it, it, there were some salary cap issues, I guess, that they had him back up. Even though could he have played if he had to? Like, I don't I, know. I don't That's know. the thing. It's like, very odd. I, the- I get that if you're a backup, you really don't have to do anything. Clearly, mm-hmm. but what if something happens, Logan Thompson? Then he has yeah. to he has to go in the game if he's so, hurt. We saw I, him get know, banged up a little bit tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I know that the uh, for the practice prior to that game, they actually had the e bug skating with yeah, with the right. team. That's right. So yep. clearly, there was no guarantee that he went in. But I I think. This should be a 
CBA issue. I was right? thinking that too. You know, I don't it think it's like fair. It feels like you're endangering the player. That's if right. You truly, like even the team doctors. When I realized that even the team doctors said yes, this is the right course of action is for him to get surgery. It's not like a Jack Eichel scenario where he's like, I want this surgery, and they're telling him no. It's literally the team's doctors are like, yeah, he needs to he get needs surgery. surgery. And so. supposedly they just needed him to suit up for salary cap reasons, which yeah. is insane. Could they had something happen to Logan Thompson? Could they have? Gone to the e bug right that's, away. That's a good question. But then that's why have was wondering. Up. What's the point? Right. I don't know. Uh, to just not optics, have it be like yeah. we have an e bug and maybe not. Like, I don't. I don't know. San Jose would start crashing the net or anything, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> maybe just to make it look normal. I guess. Either way, it you know it puts it, it's a really tough position for Leonard too, right? Because clearly he feels that he needs a surgery, and that's what the doctors say. I don't know. I I just. I don't know what's going on down there. Like I guess it, I mean yeah. it is it is toxic. I gotta say there's that's there, what it feels like. There's it's, a it's lot tough of weird because we don't know what 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 it's well, like. Even tonight, so Keaton Colzar's hurt, and they they don't have the salary cap to call any a forward up, so they had to have Dylan Coughlin Coughlin go back and uh, a defenseman and go play forward, which he did in Seattle for the very very same reason. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. It's one thing leads to another there. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, we don't have much of an insider perspective right, of what's happening right. right but it's just it's, it's like, like a ponzi scheme in a way so right much like happening. a weird like, like they're like <laughs> let's just leverage our future leverage our yeah. future lever- and it's going to catch up to us but now in the is. meantime yeah. we're going to just do it now that's what's happening yep. just one weird thing after another but um anyway too bad uh, seems too bad like for them. Yeah, you see it. seems like they're likely to miss the playoffs uh not quite mathematically eliminated as of yet but they're very very close with just a couple games left to go we now move on to our segments and our first segment is a surprise segment that you guys aren't expecting because it's not in the show notes. Oh, man. Oh. It is the triumphant return of Let's Get Quizzical. Oh, oh no. Didn't want to give you guys any time wow. to prepare, you know, or really yeah, think about we could have prepared could, with not knowing the could topic. Could <laughs> uh, okay, so with the, with the season winding down, I wanted to just do a quick test of your knowledge of current events of who is leading the league in various categories oh statistically, okay? Connor McDavid. Uh, well, <laughs> awesome, I haven't asked the question yet, <laughs> but um, we are gonna, we're just going to go back and forth, I think. I think I'll give Andy a question, okay. then John a question, and I'll try to be relatively fair in the difficulty of the questions that I'm asking. All right. Okay? So on. we'll start it off uh, pretty easy here, okay? Andy, the question is for you. Mm-hmm. Who is leading the league in goals scored? Austin Matthews. That is correct. John, to you, who is leading the league in points? Connor McDavid. That is correct. Andy, the score is one to one. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is leading the league in assists? Ooh, is that Leon Dreisaitl? It is not. John, you have a chance to steal. I am doing steal points. I just decided. Oh. Um Jonathan Huberdeau. That is correct. Oh, that's right. So yes. we have two points to John, and now the next question goes to him. Okay. So can I win? Uh, or no, we... I have quite a few questions okay. lined okay. up here. <laughs> All right. yeah. We can just keep All going right, cool. and going. All right. All right. John, for a three to one lead, if you get this one, who is leading the league in penalty minutes? Ooh. That's a tough one. Brendan Gallagher. Incorrect. <laughs> Andy for the steal. I like that guess, though. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to go with the chalk and say it's Tom Wilson. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> the chalk. That's a good guess. Uh, it's not correct. Ryan what if Reese? I now? What if I told you guys that this particular individual, and now there are no longer points on the board. Okay. okay. Yeah. This is uh, just for fun. Yeah. If if yeah. I told you that this particular individual used to get brought up very frequently on this show. Brad Marchand. No. 
very frequently on this show. Oh, uh, oh no, no, no. No, um, he hasn't played enough. Borowitzki. That's, That's yeah, right. Mark uh, All right. Uh, Andy, is it your turn? Is yes. that right? Okay, and it's still two to one, John, right? He was he was the star of season two. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Uh, let's go with... Mm, see, now we're going to get a little bit more obscure here. I love it. All right. Which goaltender oh. has the most losses in the league? Andy? Ooh, the most losses. Uh, Brian Allen. That's not a... I you think mean Jake Allen? Jake, Jake Allen. Allen. Brian <laughs> Allen. Incorrect. <laughs> Who's Brian Allen? There's a Brian Allen out there. I think you're mixing up Brian Elliott. That might be what's happening. Is that what just happened? I think so, yeah. Uh, Incorrect. It's not Jake Allen. It's not Jake Allen. I went with the worst team. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, John, would you like a chance to steal? (sighs) You're talking into your hands, which makes it a little bit hard to (laughs) hear you in the microphone. No, it's not Philip That's why I want. That's why I paused. I wanted to pick him. (laughs) Thankfully, no. It is Corral Vimelka in. Oh, Arizona. Arizona. See, I thought I thought because Wedgwood was yeah. there, like mm-hmm. they distributed their losses. That's, That's why I didn't exactly go with Arizona. Too, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, John, you have a two to one lead, I believe. Yeah, uh, I'll and give it's you, to me. Yeah, I'll so, give you one more. So, I think you're you're dormied here. You you're gonna win no matter what. Oh well. Well, t- actually, you get it wrong steal. and he could yeah, steal, yeah. which could send it to yeah. overtime. Okay. And that would be pretty dramatic. <laughs> All right. Which goaltender has faced the most shots against? Ooh. That's a good one. There's yeah, a lot a, of different ways you really can think about one. that yeah. one to try to come to it. So, the most shots. Most shots. Ooh, this is tough. Sergey Bobrovsky. Incorrect. Damn I was thinking that name. Damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Campbell in, Detroit, in that Toronto. Mm, also incorrect. See, Campbell was hurt. That's why I didn't oh, go Campbell. Right, yeah. Now yeah. you want somebody who's played all season long. Anton Forsberg. No, on, a, on a relatively bad team. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't have to be a bad. Oh. Oh, no, it wouldn't be Shesterkin. No. No. It's uh, Connor Hellebuck. Oh, uh, that makes so much one. sense, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, that is our Let's Get Quizzical. John, congratulations on your 2-1 to one victory. Uh, that was fun. Some other ones I thought about asking you guys, but I skipped on were, uh, so Hat Tricks, Austin Matthews, uh, Shooting Percentage. Ooh, Austin uh, Matthews. Marcus Foligno in Minnesota. Is there a minim- oh, minimum of, yeah, of shots? Minimum goals. I mean, he's he's had over 20 goals this season, I believe. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> games played for a goalie is UC Saros. Power play goals on ice against also UC Saros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, and I thought it was kind of fun. So, um, yeah. There you go. That's our Let's Get Quizzical. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Appreciate for playing, it. gentlemen. We need to bring those back. We probably do. during the playoffs. Yeah. Probably good content. Playoffs in summer, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We now move on to uh, You Don't See That Every Day. Our You Don't See That Every Day this week comes from a game between the Boston Bruins and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we've actually seen this before from the Boston Bruins in the not-so-distant history. But it's not been every day. It's not every day, though. Uh, we've seen it once before. Uh so Eric Haula had a penalty shot in the first period. He overskates the puck, but unlike when Brad Marchand did it, I don't remember when that was. If it was a couple years last, ago, yeah. whatever. So Brad Marchand did the exact same thing, except Brad Marchand made contact with the puck. So he had to go back, which you can't do once you touch the puck. You can't go backwards. Eric Haula completely missed the puck at center <laughs> ice, so he was allowed to turn around, pick up the puck, skate in, and then he scored. Which was kind of crazy, right? Because yep. it's like, oh, this is a sloppy play. And then as he's going to the bench to like give his high fives to everybody, he like puts his shirt up over his mouth, <laughs> and you can tell he's just super embarrassed, right? That like that's how this thing played out. But uh, 
There you go. So I, you think he should, I think he should take any more penalty shots or shootouts. He should do that. Obviously, it works. Yeah, totally. Just, just don't it. touch the puck. But you know what it makes me think of is uh, I remember in – isn't there a part in the Mighty Ducks where they have Charlie do a penalty shot and he, like, does circles behind the puck, you know? Oh, you know yeah, I'm talking probably. About? Uh, and I always thought I think that, it's uh, – t- what's the junior game? No, it's in. It's definitely no. Youngblood, Youngblood, Youngblood kicks it with a skate to his. Uh-huh. No, but he's kind of circling a little bit. Yeah, he and does then, take one. Yeah, he, with, yeah. He's, he's standing over the puck and then kind Sorry, of turns. Sorry, I don't want to take back. it away from Quite right. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> no, I just I remember thinking in the Mighty Ducks that like, wait, if he skates in front of the puck, isn't that like does not negate the penalty shot, oh. right? Because there's a lot of things like that in the Mighty Ducks, where, like the rules don't yeah. quite work, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Eric Halla scored a goal in a weird way. You don't see that every day. You know what's funny about the Youngblood penalty shot is what. He gets down the ice and he roofs it and it hits the top of the net and then falls down. So it's a goal once it hits the top of the net. It's uh-huh. in. But he waits until the puck lands on the ice and spins around <laughs> dramatically and then comes to a stop behind the line before he celebrates. Yeah. It was a goal as soon as he hit the top of the, the net. I think the light went on after that, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So very confusing. <laughs> very right. confusing for like new hockey fans. They should have had to like, hit the crossbar what? or yeah. something, right? Like, yeah. We now move on to our weekly one timers. Whoopsh. Our first weekly one-timer. Whoopsh. The NHL draft lottery will be held on Tuesday, May 10th. Seattle Kraken fans' eyes will certainly be on that. Uh, it'll be on ESPN. A quick update, John. Yeah. Where do the Kraken stand right now? So they're sitting in, I like to say third, uh-huh. but that third, means- Third to last. Third from last. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it looks like they're locked in at third and fourth. So if they are locked in at third by the end of the season, that means the highest- the, the, how do you say this? The highest draft pick they could have is, or the lowest they could have is draft first, or they could draft fifth. Okay. Uh, or and I'm, there's there's math in between there that. Goes, yeah, I'm doing the numbers thing in my head. So the best pick they can get is first. The worst pick they can get is fifth. If they're in the third if position, they're in the so third they can position. only drop okay. two positions at worst. Uh huh. And then they can theoretically get the first pick in the lottery. But so they're that's not. A, they're not quite locked into that spot, right? They could still theoretically. Third, it pass. looks like third or fourth, Philadelphia. Uh-huh. So we're all we're all Flyers fans right now. Got it. Right? We want Philadelphia to win, and we quietly we, want the Kraken to lose. Organically, even we organically, never we never want the. <laughs> I don't know, organic or not. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'd never want the Kraken to lose. I listen, but the, the, here's the thing: like, the, it's only really between Philadelphia right now. So yeah. as long as Philadelphia keeps winning. Or wins one more game, I think that that locks the Kraken in. So yeah. the Kraken can win out, Flyers can win too. Everything's all good. Cool. So uh, what's funny is like I I keep saying that, but then when you when we go to Kraken games, it is so much more fun when they win. Oh my right? gosh, that Avalanche game was amazing. Yeah. it was such a great time. And and I'm like, ooh, that's three wins in a row though. I hope that doesn't screw their chances <laughs> of first pick or whatever. I, but you guys, I still stress out about all these games. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're up by one, two, yeah. or whatever. Whatever, particularly with Colorado, I was like stressed the whole game. It's really enjoyable if they win, but like it's agonizing until they win. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, our next weekly one timer: the PHF have hired Reagan Carey as their commissioner. What do we know about her, John? Well, she was the uh, women's hockey director for USA Hockey uh, for nine years. Um, was was the director there? for silver medal and uh, gold medal. So very passionate about women's hockey and uh, the women athletes. So uh, this is a really good move. And keep in mind that there are rumors of a league being started in Canada um, with uh, different 
backing. So we're going to have that fragmented relationship. But the PHF is a good product. I've been to games. This is a good stabilization, and it, it's a good way to take the take the league forward. So I'm really excited about what she can do. Good stuff. And I've heard she's very well-respected, too, oh, yeah. among the women's hockey world. So well, and she's got relationships higher. with a lot of the USA hockey yeah. uh, um players right who don't currently really that's right play in the like PHF. hillary knight and yeah. and all of them were kind of brianna decker were all like part of usa hockey when she was there mm-hmm. our next weekly one-timer Whoosh. dryden mckay who we talked about last week that he kind of got himself in trouble uh we defended him a little bit i did at least john was on the fence uh because he had a six month essentially a doping suspension that he's accepted from international hockey from international hockey yeah. there's a weird nuance to it go back and listen to last week's episode if you didn't listen uh, <laughs> or but don't it's he, really not that interesting yeah uh, it's kind of interesting well it is but it's i think all of our podcasts are interesting i, I think the podcast us. is interesting yeah. i'm just saying like didn't you hear the reviewer yeah <laughs> Took him four years to review us, but (laughs) is that that interesting? (laughs) Anyway, uh, Dryden McKay is signed with Toronto Maple Leafs, so that's that. Our next weekly one timer. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know about that. That's pretty much all you need to know about that. Uh, Okay, one thing I'll say about Hobie Baker. Hobie Baker. Yeah, he's a Hobie Baker. The one thing I'll say about it is that clearly he's like a a well sought after player coming off of an unbelievable college career, record setting college career. It's a big get by Toronto, but Toronto kind of has a bunch of those guys that are like, there. I think there's like three or four of those guys that are like Toronto Marley's level players right now. So it'll be interesting. Eh, maybe it'll be interesting to see. What I don't know. Didn't I, I think we're going to be, it's going to be three or four years before we know. Yeah. Didn't well, we technically right. talk about him two weeks in a row because we mentioned the whole Hobie Baker versus yeah. Mike Richter thing. Yes. Yes. That right. I think. He's become very popular yeah, on our he's, podcast. He's the, he's the Mark Barwitzky of, of this season. Season, of, season three. Of 2022. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, our final weekly one-timer. The IIHF has finally, and this feels like a long time coming here, they have pulled the 2023 World Championship from Russia, uh, citing not so much any kind of political thing, but they said that it's just for the health and safety of the players is what they said in their statement, which I thought was kind of a, Interesting. <laughs> kind of a soft approach yes. there, but okay. Uh, so anyway, we don't know where that tournament is going to be held as of yet. Sounds like they're going to decide. Climate Pledge Arena. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the next uh, next couple of months here. So um, anyway, those are our weekly one-timers. We now move on to our tweets of the week. John, do you have a tweet of the week? No. I even offered you one up. I had a freebie it tweet of the week. It wasn't organic for you. enough. Oh, okay, Andy, your tweet of the week. My tweet of the week comes from Stephen Ellis, who writes for the Hockey News. Uh huh. And the Vancouver Canucks, who the crack and crack and play tonight, were yeah. eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. But on Sunday, when when Vegas, uh, when Dallas beat or uh, San Jose beat Vegas, the Canucks' chances became thin ice. Like it was like they're going to need need all kinds of crazy events to happen to make the playoffs. So they were pretty much done. Mm-hmm. And so Steve El- uh, Stephen Ellis wrote, hey, Canucks fans, I recommend following the U18 worlds more closely now. Those are all the draft <laughs> yeah. Those are all the draft picks that yeah. are going to be signed. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Those U18 worlds, by the way, are underway. Yep. Uh, and USA has been looking real good. Connor Bedard has also been looking real good. He will not be eligible for the draft this year. No. My God, that kid is unbelievable. But in Canada's defense, they're a little watered down this year. Yeah. They they, last year but they always are. Right, I'm true. Not, not last year. Uh, last year, all the guys went because they're all their team oh, leagues well, were going. Okay, I see. that's what I'm comparing it to. Last I see year. what you're saying. Yeah, so they're watered down this season because why? CHL playoffs are going on. That's where most of those guys are playing right Got now. It. So, so but wouldn't they always? But to John's point, that's wouldn't they was, always be going on? Pretty much, yeah. last year, I'm comparing it to last year. But they, where all remember those guys they played, played in Texas in August. Yeah, right. and all those guys played. Scenario, and, but 
it's always watered down, so you can never really get that kind of use that as a gauge yeah. to like assess how these these age groups uh, compare. Because yeah. they always play at this time of year, and your best players are usually it took me Connor, years Connor for Bedard me to realize that actually <laughs> Connor Bedard beside uh-huh. whose team somehow didn't make the playoffs in the WHL because they had Bedard and Riker Evans, but uh, <laughs> he's he is playing because yeah. his team was eliminated. Uh, my tweet of the week comes from the Hershey Bears. This is a pretty funny little incident here. So they had uh, Dallas Cowboy Micah Parsons, who's apparently from that neck of the woods. Uh, he gave the ceremonial uh, face-off. <laughs> I love this and one. And so he walked out and just walked to the end of the mat, walked right to center ice, and just dropped the puck. There were <laughs> no. no players there. No players to actually just take the face-off. nonchalantly, too, just like, so okay. So then he kind of looks around, shrugs, like, what, did I do it wrong? And then he picks they, the player picks the puck up. I think it's Dylan Makaroth. Hands him the puck. And then he drops it for him, and then you know he waves and walks off. And so the, the Hershey Bears uh, tweet says, "Thanks for coming last night, Micah Parsons. We are so sorry for not explaining how a puck drop works. That one is on us. Our bad." He just—it's like almost like someone just walked out of the stand and just dropped a puck. <laughs> just walks right out, drops it down. All right, I'm out of here. Good stuff. That's it. Uh, okay, let's move on to. Sound of Hockey's Three Stars. John, who's your star of the week? Uh, Steven Stamkos. Okay. Yeah. Uh, eclipsed, eclipsed 100 points this week. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how many times he's scored over 100 points in a Ooh, season? He's had some injuries. Seven times. Three. Uh, how about one? Meaning oh, this year. This, this is, is it? A, yeah. So oh, that's wild. He's literally had his most points in his career in a single season that's this, this year. That's kind of remarkable. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, he's older now. He's, <laughs> but, th- he's 32. Yeah. Uh, that's ancient. He's uh, only 32? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, when, I you, when, you, play the, when you play in the league right? at 18. Yeah. So. Huh. But uh, he, he's quite a terror. He's had like 12 points in the last week, too. So uh, Steve Stamko still good at hockey. How about that? Yeah. Andy, your star of the week. My star of the week is a little uh, sounds a little awkward because he didn't play very well tonight. But Joey Decord, I wouldn't say he didn't play well. I would say he didn't have his best game. He made a lot of really good saves and looked pretty sharp. But there were a couple goals that went in that he probably would have won. Yes, but the reason anyway. he's the reason he's my player, the star of the week, or whatever we call this, uh-huh. bit, um, is this a bit or a segment? This is a segment. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is the reason he the reason he was called up. Is because the Checkers have a bye, and he's being rewarded for an outstanding season in the AHL where he set a Charlotte Checker record, franchise record, for the lowest goals against in a season. He was at 2.28, which is also second best in the AHL at the, at the moment. So Didn't he have the best save percentage, too? That's what I said, isn't it? No, you said goals against average, oh, 2.82. No, it's the save percentage, 925. Sorry. <laughs> The goals against is not a record. <laughs> okay, but the save percentage is a record. You know what's at... even more embarrassing is I'm reading these from like an article I wrote, uh-huh. <laughs> and I wrote the wrong stat. <laughs> it's late. Oh, oh man. It is late. It All is right. late. My star of the week goes to Boko Imama, who uh, has actually been mentioned on our show before, not for a good reason. He was the victim of some right. racist acts uh, multiple times in his AHL career. He has been grinding it out in the AHL for, I want to say, five or six years. Uh, he made his NHL debut this week with the Arizona Coyotes. In his second game, he actually scored a goal, uh, and it was really, really cool. He was set up by, I think, Alex Galchenyuk, uh, and he just kind of went hard to the net, 
popped it up over the St. Louis goalie, and uh, that was that. So That's he scored his cool. first career NHL That's goal. Awesome. He had his family in the crowd, uh, and just a reminder: his parents emigrated to Montreal from the Democratic Republic of Congo. So, like, really unique backstory there for him, for you know, for a hockey player. So, uh, awesome stuff, and I absolutely loved to see him uh, get that chance and to score his first NHL goal. So, cool stuff. Good stuff. And that's our show, folks. Thank you again to Bending Branson. Branson. Branson Bending? Ben, something like that uh, for your <laughs> wonderful five-star review. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please do subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes slash, I guess, Apple Podcasts. Leave your five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we will read it on the next show. Uh, we'll talk to you all very soon for episode 186. Cheers. Cheers.